Hi, this is Corey, producer of Earful of Dirt. Thank you for listening to this episode. Before we get started, please be aware that due to technical issues, portions of this show may be garbled or distorted. We appreciate your understanding and sincerely hope you are enjoying our continuing coverage of Major League Rugby and the game of rugby in general. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Lineouts by Earful of Dirt, bringing you conversations with rugby newsmakers about the greatest sport on the planet. And we're live. This is Dan with Earful of Dirt. I have with me today two members of the Rugby United New York team. We have Deshaun Nariyith and uh, Kevin McCourty here today. How are you guys? Hey, Dan. Thanks for having us. Uh, doing well after our first weekend of training. So, um, yeah, excited to take things forward. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Yeah. Thanks for having us. No, of course, I saw some of the Instagram videos, so it's it's looking like it's a pretty good setup so far, especially since the professional league for you guys isn't starting up until next year, so you're ahead of a lot of guys right now. Um, but going into this, we'd love to hear you know, a bit more about both of your experiences working with Rugby United, maybe a bit more into your specific roles and how you're looking to really build out this team for next year. Yeah, for sure. Do you want me to start? Yeah, sure. If you just jump right into maybe your specific role, I, I believe you're a director um, working with a lot of the organization. So I don't know if um, you want to just talk a bit about that. Sure. So um, I, I, I'm from India originally, and I came over to UMass uh, to study a sport management program. Um, uh, and and then I came down to the city, and um, the reason I bring this up is because it, it was pretty interesting how I how I met James. Um, I was actually at Prospect Park Touch Rugby on on a few Sundays, and. And one Sunday, there was this Irish guy there who was talking about uh, possibly setting up a, a, a major league franchise in New York, and and and, and we both got talking, and, and it turns out turns out that was James Kennedy, and uh, about about a week later, I was in his office, and that's how I that's how I started out. Um, right place, that, right time. Yeah, right place, right time, <laughs> and um, but also you you. Uh, you make your own luck. My experience in the in the in the rugby um, in rugby before helped me talk educatedly about about uh, the trials and tribulations of starting a franchise, and I think that's what that's what really um, stood out to James, and that's why we we kind of got along because we we understood the challenges and and saw mm-hmm. vision. Um, but yeah, since then I've uh, been working on on pretty much everything really. Being a startup, we're, we're a small team of about five of us. And so um, um, I get I get to I get to touch almost every side of the business, as mm-hmm. as well as the rugby uh, uh, rugby operations. But um, I'm mostly behind the scenes um, with with the marketing and operations, and and Kevin handles the the, the rugby side uh, along with Mike and his coaching team. So I'll let Kevin introduce himself as well. Yeah, yeah, Dan. Uh, thanks again. Like I said, for having us. Um, just background uh, on myself and how I got into this role. Um, played uh, high school rugby up in McQuaid Jesuit. Uh, played for St. Bonaventure, who's uh, D1A. Um, and then, you know, I got an opportunity uh, right before graduation. Brian Murphy and Mark Steele called me down and asked me if I was interested in coming down to the city and playing for Old Blue. And 
Um, did that. Uh, recently stopped playing, and they gave me another opportunity to start managing the club. And mm-hmm. uh, as this, you know, the MLR came came to be about, uh, you know, I definitely threw my head up in the air for that because as as I'm not playing anymore, I really wanted to transition to the operation side of things. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm managing uh the team and you know logistics and learning how to uh run an organization um you know from a business perspective as well um came in and talked to Nishant and James and you know my goals with the entire goals of what you know rugby united is is we're looking to connect you know the empire GU through rugby um and my ties to Western New York and my ties also here in New York City seem like a pretty good fit, and here we are. Yeah, that, that actually offers a kind of a great transition for me because I'm personally really interested in um, the whole idea about uniting the entire Empire GU together um, from the looks of it, and what I guess Rugby United or, or Rooney, as I like to call it, um, and what they're doing together, not just in New York City, but you know Connecticut and New Jersey is putting this team together. Um, but it sounds like you guys are really actually reaching out to the clubs rather than just bringing in professionals, maybe bringing in some overseas players from Ireland or something like that, which everyone just assumes will happen because it changes background. Um, but can you guys just kind of go a bit more in detail on um, what you guys are doing with you know other clubs in the area or clubs even, for instance, in Western New York? I heard you guys actually went out to Buffalo um, a while back just to talk to the club. So what are you guys working on that? Sure. So um, as we came into this, both uh, James and I, James has obviously been here for for a while, uh, but I ha- I hadn't. And both of us, while we know the surface level issues that rugby clubs face, it was more important to us to get an understanding of what 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 the real on ground issues are, and and more importantly, how we could help. So mm-hmm. the outreach to the clubs, um, and not, and it wasn't just the clubs. It was also co- it was also colleges um, as well as the SBROs, which are the state-based rugby organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so we reached out to everyone to to kind of get a sense of where things were at, um, a, a, and figure out how best to to lend value to to each of those uh, levels of rugby. Um, can't say we have all the answers for now, but but we do have some some ideas and some directions in which we we're definitely um, going to head over the next six months, um, and then uh, formalize um, initiatives going forward. But uh, but but I, I can tell you at at, at this point uh, we think that that coaching and and specifically coaching the coaches is an area that. That that we've uh, we've identified as one uh, way we can we can help lend value, and you'll see some announcements in the in the next two weeks um, as as a as a starting initiative to that. Um, aside from that, it, 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 I mean our, our name says it all. It's about it's about uniting the rugby crowd in the uh, in the area. Um, it's it's a rich. Base of rugby, both talent-wise as well as uh, as well as numbers, and so it was uh, it was just in our interest to to reach out to as many people as we could to uh, to get them involved. Um, and and further to your point about having um, various clubs at training, we actually asked for recommendations from every single uh, club in the area, 
um, and that's how you see a, a great mix of um, of clubs represented at the training sessions. Um, and Kevin can talk a little bit about uh, his um, his trip up to Buffalo as well. Yeah, uh, we went up to you know Buffalo, and not just Buffalo, but you know we've had like the clubs in this area come down and meet with us, you know, in our office here. Um, but like Nish was saying, um, it's really important that we have everybody in the Empire GU be be a part of this um, in order for it to work properly. Um, there's, I think there's what 51, 51 clubs in the Empire GU, over 30 colleges. Um, you know, and, and one of the big things with uh, helping those clubs grow is, like Nishet is, you know, providing them with coaches that not only have the rugby knowledge, but also have the coaching knowledge to be able to con- convey that to young young athletes. Um, and I think that's going to be a big thing with going forward in our mission to helping young athletes grow both personally, um, professionally, and athletically because we all know how impactful team sports are for the development of right. a person going forward. Um, yeah, and, yeah, go ahead. I know, and we've seen a lot, too, with, with play rugby. I know um, James is obviously familiar with them. Um, and that's been a great organization for New York City, but it would be great to really see a lot more um, I guess youth come together because New York City especially is a huge city. There's about nine or ten million in the actual city, not including Long Island, Westchester, and New Jersey, all within an hour. But the amount of rugby clubs that are in that group of around 15 to 20 million people is really not that many for the most part. And I think one of the biggest issues is obviously land. Um, so some people can practice maybe on Pier 40, which is all the way down on like near West Village or all the way up in the Bronx near where you guys are actually playing at Gaelic Park. Um, how do you guys, have you seen a lot of, of that in, I guess, your own research that it's kind of tough to get any kind of space, but are you trying to consolidate things and maybe bring some players together, um, maybe joint practices or something like that, maybe for the future at least? That's a long-winded question there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, uh, um, the- yeah, it's it's definitely one of the issues that came up with uh, with the local rugby clubs, uh, and by local I mean uh, specifically city based. Um, everybody's uh, uh, fighting for field space, and uh, and that's that's a larger issue, right? That's a, that's a New York City issue in general. Is is just a lack of land. I mean, ask NYCFC about how their stadium build is going, and 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 yeah. you quickly learn how difficult it is. Um, on yeah. the other hand, with the uh, for for instance, with the clubs, maybe. Maybe in the in the suburban areas or, or upstate, um, yeah, facilities sometimes become an issue. But it's, uh, some of the things we heard is that they have transient um, uh, a transient membership base, so there's people coming in and out. Um, a lot of clubs also struggle with with numbers, and I think mm-hmm. one thing you see with rugby clubs all over the world, um, and 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 that kind of applies to the the US as well is that they work in cycles so you'll have you'll have you'll have a two or three maybe five year run where you're really good and you've got a good base of players and then life happens right you either retire or or you you've got more responsibilities and so um you have to take a break from that and it's that mm-hmm. i guess it's that continued it's maintaining that continuity within the rugby club from from an older batch of players transitioning to a young uh, upcoming batch of players that's 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 a real challenge yeah, and even from from my own experience of playing with the club in, in 
uh, in North Jersey and then moving to New York, they both had very completely different issues, but at the same time, they're very related when it came to having numbers. Maybe in North Jersey, there weren't as many people in the area who, you know, may be very familiar with rugby and willing to just jump on and start playing. But in New York, like you said, there's a lot of players who, like, they come to the city for three or four months, they just want to play rugby, and then they leave after that. So they don't really get the chance to come, stay, and actually build with the club because they might just be there for school or they might just be there for work for a couple months. It's a very short-term people moving in and out of the city all the time. And I think that's a bit of an issue. Yeah, for sure. And and and, and also, I think to add on to that, there's also the issue of uh, just, just varying um, knowledge of the game. So, for instance, mm-hmm. you have... Uh, and that's even that's even within uh, within some of the the top squads in the MLR at the moment. There's there's people who have uh, who who might be from rugby playing countries who have been playing since they they could walk. And then you have mm-hmm. um, just crazily talented American athletes who who pick up the game at college and then and then and then kind of rock on from there. Um, so I think that's another. I mean, we can talk issues all day, right? But it's, uh, I think all of these are yeah. all of these are great uh, uh, contribute to a great foundation for rugby in this mm-hmm. country, and and that's what we're looking to capitalize on. Yeah, just to, to piggyback off of what Nashan said and why we're we're pressing so hard with with getting with helping develop more coaches is that you know we want the end goal of the MLR is to make the national team better, and the only way to do that is to start having these, you know, athletes start at a younger age and learning the game and having them develop those skill sets at, you know, six and seven or four and five rather than seventeen and eighteen, because uh, mm-hmm. there is a there is a big there is a big gap and we right. are this is a very exciting time for American rugby. You can see what our national team is doing as they're progressing and you know as as we're progressing here with the MLR and, you know, the foundation that he's talking about with, you know, bringing all these teams in together um, can really do a lot for our our select side and our national side in, you know, five to ten years from now. Yeah, that's, that's something that we've always talked about is that just putting a team together, uh, just putting these players in a professional environment will help the team tremendously, but... Um, from doing a top-down approach with having this professional team and then creating more youth rugby as a result kind of creates a, a larger cycle where um, long-term the, the the talent will really you know, kind of be the best it could be. Um, and, Nishan, too, I, I know you've worked a lot, actually, with um, the Indian Rugby Football Union, which I think is, is really interesting I think can also relate a lot to your work here. Um from quick look at it, it looks kind of like your job as a regional development officer. Um, it looks like you handle basically every single aspect of rugby, um, anywhere from marketing and sponsorship all the way to coaching and, and admin. Um, can, you, can you just talk briefly about that? Because I think that's really interesting and it could parallel a lot of what's going on in the U.S., even though they're completely two completely different countries. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so I think just to start off, there, there's some issues that are that are that are pretty pretty similar, but others that are vastly different, and I'll hopefully touch on them mm-hmm. um, proportionally. Um, so, so my role with with the with the Indian Rugby Football Union was uh, was as development officer for my state, um, the state called Karnataka in the south of India. Mm-hmm. Um, as you can tell from from my LinkedIn profile or my bio or whatever it is. Um, I did handle everything. I was a single man operation 
within the state, but I did have a great team of volunteers and, and coaches around me to help me out. Um, so my my challenges over there were were, were basically um, awareness, but awareness at a at a completely different level. Um, my my first job was to was to basically when I rocked up to a school or a college or whatever it is was to explain the difference between American football and rugby because most people confuse the two um, in, in, in India and so, um, so so that's the kind of level we're talking about. At the same time, um, it was a great experience for me because it's just it's just introducing something that new and and fairly counterintuitive to most of the sports played in india um leads to a lot of um uh, i mean once you reflect on it leads to a lot of uh, ways that that you can kind of get around it um and, and and i mean you know the passing backwards how do you how do you describe that to to someone who's 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 generally attuned to moving forwards in soccer or basketball mm-hmm. Um, and so that was interesting for me, but I think the main challenges uh, were, were pretty different. In India, sport is very much a secondary thing um, in the in the eyes of parents and children, except for cricket, of course. Um, <laughs> but uh, but but so getting around that attitude was uh, was one challenge, and secondly, mm-hmm. um, uh, <laughs> like in New York, facilities was another huge challenge because. Uh, a the tropical climate doesn't lend itself well to um good grass pitches and turf fields were just about um catching on in in India at that time uh, yeah. since since I was working with them there's been a lot crop up especially in the in the city that that I'm from mm-hmm. uh, but yeah I'd say I'd say that a we uh, the, the first challenge was was attitude to sport in general um, two was just the the education about rugby and what it is, and and three was uh, was facilities. I can go on and on, like I said, but uh, <laughs> those course. are like the top three. And then I came yeah, to the yeah. U.S. and and uh, I, I spent I spent some time with USA Rugby as well. Although I wasn't working on the development side, I was on the on the international event side. I got uh, I got a good look at what USA Rugby is doing, and. Mm-hmm. And some uh, obviously it's a, it's a major step up. I mean, it's a tier two nation, and uh, uh, I mean the U.S. goes to the World Cup, and there's there's larger participation numbers. But at the same time, um, I mean, in the big cities, facilities are a huge problem, not because of weather, but more more so because of because uh, of the juggernaut that that football is. Um, yes. And so that that I saw as a. a, a as an ironic similarity though for different different reasons um but at the same time the, the other thing that i thought was um was pretty different was uh the fact that even though uh, people would come into college with uh, without having ever played rugby before uh, my experience coaching at umass showed me that even though just 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 the basic skills of basketball or or, or the movement and, and space recognition of of hockey and football, um, those are skills that are that are kind of transferable to rugby. And so um, guys just coming into college pick the sport up pretty pretty easily. Whereas in India, uh, even if you were a talented athlete, uh, generally ball skills and hand eye coordination is, is is a lot lot further behind. Um, yeah, I think cricket is very know. different from uh, cricket is very different from rugby in many aspects. <laughs> so I can definitely yeah. say there's really not not as many skills to translate over. 
Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if I answered your question, but I hope that was insightful. No, it, it definitely was because it's good just to hear about how the cultures are very different in many ways, but at the same time very similar in the, at least their understanding of rugby. Um, also, there was a, I think there was a Bollywood movie that came out a couple of years ago that showed a rugby scene. I'm not sure if that either helped or hurt I'm, because I think I'm just I'm just going to stop you right there because I don't, I, I, it's an embarrassing thing for me. But uh, at the same time, uh, the, the, like those that movie was terrible and and obviously showed rugby in a terrible light. But there are actually two film stars who are ex India internationals. Uh, Rahul Bose is one who's a Bollywood star, and then there's also Vinay Rai who's. Uh, Who's a Tollywood star, which is the the the, the Tamilian film industry, um, and they both actually played for India, and they've been great ambassadors of the game, and they make it they try to make it a point to include rugby in some way, shape, or form in in their movies, and that's the real mm-hmm. representation of the game, not the one yeah. that's that's, <laughs> that's on the inter- that's all over the internet. It's terrible. Yes, anyone who's listening to this, if they do actually look this up, um, the scene is basically people holding other players down and body slamming them and kicking them in the face and everything like that. So it's definitely not really representative at all, but it's still pretty funny to watch. Um, but moving on, I guess, coming up in the next couple of weeks, you guys have a game coming up that you're obviously practicing for. Um, that was coming up, I believe, on, on March 24th, and that's going to be held at Gaelic Park. Yeah, so um, so we've got, we've got training sessions, obviously, before um, that... Uh, uh, we might, uh, and we've got a big um, uh, Irish radio show actually coming out on on March the eighth to do a live show from from New York, and we'll have some uh, some um, big wigs from um, from around American rugby come down to New York for that show. Uh, we're planning a couple of other events around that as well that we'll that we'll let you guys know about shortly. Um, but then, yeah, a big game is against um, is against Boston um, at Gaelic Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that should be a fun night out. It's Friday night under the lights, and and as a precursor to that, uh, we're gonna have the the fire department play the um, play the NYPD in their annual uh, match for charity, and uh, and we couldn't have asked for more support from those guys. They've just been they've just been great and very enthusiastic about uh, about um, partnering with us and and helping us out in any way they can. Well, of course, I mean it looks like it's a really awesome day coming up. Um, are you guys also playing against the Ontario side too, or is I just, or am I making it up? No, we're playing we're playing a home game against the Ontario side on uh, on March the seventeenth, which is St. Paddy's Day. Um, okay. We'll we'll release information about that as well, and the uh, but the uh, but the Boston game is the one that we're focused on in terms of the event. Yeah, and then as for the team coming up, since I know you've had some practices with the players. And there, it's essentially like a, a New York City area select side for the most part, correct? Where you're picking from the different clubs, anyone who wanted to play and was actually obviously capable of playing. So, yeah, uh, Mike, the coaches and I kind of sat down and we really relied on the coaches, like I said, from the Empire GU to identify players that they thought could play at this level. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a, we have a player pool um, who has been selected. Uh, we went through our first round of training. Um, we'll start looking to eliminate players this week from that um, and get down to a final roster by early next week. But it, it was it was uh, recommendations from all the coaches in this area and, and even the upstate 
uh, Western New York mm-hmm. area as well. Oh, that's great. I remember getting an email from our, our coach just basically saying, there's this professional team coming. Anyone who has any kind of interest, email me, let me know. And then obviously from there, they took it and ran with it. Um, but this, this team coming up, is this going to, do you think this will look very similar to the team coming up next year? Or is this sort of just a, you know, a run together of just the, the locals that may have interest just to sort of essentially have a, a, a combine for a couple weeks straight? No, I, I think, uh, I think a big thing with establishing, I mean, why we're doing this this year, uh, specifically from from Mike's standpoint, was ta- trying to uh, organize the culture that we're going to set for professional mm-hmm. team in New York. Um, so the guys that we're going to be looking to select for this year um, are going to be guys that we want to have embody the culture of professional rugby going into next year. So I, I do think that it will be similar. Obviously, this is going to be... This is a professional franchise now, so you know things will happen over the course of a year before we kick off officially in 2019. But I would say you'll see uh, a lot of similar things here at the next. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I've heard at least from some fans of club rugby in certain areas that they were kind of afraid that um, a professional team coming into their area would sort of poach some of the the, the D1 players who there really aren't that many D1 clubs to begin with. Um, what do you think of at least moving forward with the club? Do you think it, um, you'll be able to work with them to make sure that the players are still able to play for their D1 clubs? Or um, I guess how else would you try and work with this to make sure that it didn't just sort of take away the best players and move them on their own? Yeah, I think um, that uh, that's a great question, and it's something that's that's not just unique to New York. It's uh, it's it's league it's league wide, um, and and working with the uh, amateur clubs, both elite and D two D three, is 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 key for us. Um, but I but I also think that that um, a rising tide, what's the quote? A rising tide lifts all ships, and I think um, with with the level getting better at the top um it's 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 imperative that we pull the uh pull the other clubs along with us and help them with um uh, with, with a getting their players better but i think one place where we can really lend value is is in recruitment i mean just in the last week i i've got about 50 player resumes that are looking to come out to new york and and obviously not not all of them are uh, are going to be um of the caliber to play with uh, with the uh, with the professional side, uh, but I think there's a great opportunity there for us to create a uh, database that we can share with the clubs uh, to help them um, uh, strengthen their programs and teams. Yeah, and I think also too with kind of going off of that, there are definitely a lot of people I've met who've played in college or have played at some point in their life, but for some reason just don't still play. Maybe they're focused on their nine to five job and they don't really want to work too much in a club. But I think just sort of a, a little nudge or a little push could actually bring them back into rugby. And I think that's something that could be really helpful with a pro, a pro club being in the area. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just, just having, uh, just by launching this in the area, it gives us a platform to do, to do a lot of things. And uh, sometimes it's overwhelming, but it's incredibly mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. And then with that, too, are you going to be putting together any kind of touch rugby for any other future rugby stars out there? Would you say? For Are you going to be looking to put together some, maybe some touch rugby groups? I know Nishant obviously has a, a very good experience working with the Prospect Park uh, touch rugby, but just putting that together for 
people who aren't really interested in playing but would love to get out there and learn the sport? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we need this to be all-inclusive, so I, I, different strokes for different folks, and I think some people mm-hmm. might not want to, might be intimidated or, or, or for other reasons not be able to play contact. Um, and we know that the, the existing um, great flag rugby programs out in New Jersey and, and upstate mm-hmm. New York and, and, and Connecticut, um, so so we, we, we definitely want to help, uh, help them uh, flourish so that... Um, we in, uh, we increase the fan base in the area. Yeah, I mean that's I mean going back to our you know why we're called Rugby United. We want all rugby fans involved. Whether you can mm-hmm. still want to you know get in and smash, or you just want to chuck the ball around on the weekends with your friends and have a good laugh. Like everybody, everybody who's involved with rugby, you know we want them, especially in this area, involved with you know Rugby United. Yeah, that's really great. I mean it's really encouraging to hear that. I probably said it a couple times so far, but. The last thing we would want is some team come in here, host the players, have no interest in working with the clubs, have no interest in really building rugby through the area, through players, or you know, youth rugby, all the way up to adult amateur. Um, but it's really great to hear what you guys are doing in the area, not just New York City, Connecticut, New Jersey, upstate New York, um, making sure that you don't just cover you know, New York City. Um, do you guys have any other questions or, or any comments you wanted to, to throw out there? I think this about wraps up all my questioning for for what you guys are doing this year um not much first of all thank you and and your co-host for for your initiative and and your enthusiasm um with the podcast uh the, the league needs you and the league appreciates you um and and we look forward to working with you going forward and for 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 everyone listening um we're we're trying as is pretty evident through this call we're trying to be open and inclusive so uh, feel free to reach out to us um through uh, social media or website um or, or give us a call whenever you can um uh, just just like to hear from you and uh, and 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 help as much as possible yeah and uh, and just going piggyback and off of of Nishant there um, and everything we've talked about, growing the game and whatnot, um, you know, we would love to see you guys on March 24th. It's Saturday with uh, fire department and NYPD are going to play right before us. Uh, we'll have some vendors set up, uh, and also, uh, you know, in terms of growing the game, one of the one of the big apps that we're using this year is uh, SportsU. It's a team management app. Um, if you guys are looking for a fantastic app for your high school or college, uh, you know, even youth development leagues going forward. Uh, contact Jen Gross over at SportsU. Uh, it's a great app. We're using it. Um, we love it. And uh, like I said, we'll see you guys on Saturday, March 24th, 7 p.m. kickoff up at Gaelic Park. Awesome. So, Nishant and uh, Kevin, thank you both very much. I am personally looking very much forward to this team coming up especially since I'm actually in the New York area. I never thought it actually happened, but we are getting a professional rugby team coming. Uh, rugby, New- rugby United New York uh, playing at Gaelic Park on March 24th against Boston. Any, any, last, spot, any last thoughts there? Just join no, us buddy, all. Thank you very much. Cheers. All right. Thank you both. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Take care. This has been Lineouts by Earful of Dirt. Connect with Earful of Dirt online. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Earful of Dirt. You can email us at earfulofdirt at gmail.com. 
or call and leave us a voicemail at 720-600-2679. For Aaron, Dan, and Victor, I'm Corey. Thanks for listening.